Sicilies heard it first. Live from the city of dreams, you see, I wrote and bagged this dope in hopes of prettier things. If hope floats, I took the boat up to the city of Queens. Where phony niggas show me quick, this ain't the city of scenes. Hate fish out of water from the city of the dreamers. With young niggas fiending for them big body beams. They told us we could have a world. If I could get a deal, maybe I could show the veil that it's real. I put this on everything. I love this. Is my sweat and a my blues world is this You know it's mine, boy I'm ready, it's my time I got that flow to blow your mind Blues world is this I'm gon' ball in I'm gon' shine in I won't fall Blues world is this I thought I told you this is my world, baby Hey Yours. The world is it's yours. mine, it's mine, it's my whose world is this? Yours! Whose world is this? The world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's my whose world is this? What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Omnius Podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in. I know I said I'm going to be more consistent. <laughs> But this time I mean it. Welcome to the Obvious Podcast. Thank you for listening. And for people who've been keeping up with my content on YouTube, on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, I highly appreciate it. And and you are very much appreciated. But this is episode 51. You know, episode 51, you know, it's 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 a big number, you know. For people who've been listening to my podcast, you know, I've been doing this podcast for a little, almost two years now. So, you know, it's, it's kind of grand to get to this point and, and not give up on this. But I definitely will be way more consistent. I'm going to try and upload podcast episodes at least one time a week. And I know I said that in, in probably the last episode, <laughs> but I'm holding myself to it. Okay. One episode, if not one episode, two episodes um, a week. I can, at least, I can at least do that, you know. So I very much appreciate it. On this grand Friday afternoon as I'm recording this. I just got done with my brunch. And, you know, I've been thinking about this particular perception concerning the world and the way that you're supposed to live in this world. And I was thinking about this as I was having a conversation with somebody in my comment section yesterday on YouTube because they had an issue with something that I posted on TikTok, and it had to do with spirituality stuff and occultism and all the other type of stuff. And he just wanted to go back and forth with me on some nonsense, you know. And I was telling him, well, for one, he commented under mines and he said, "Bro, it's a reason why the world the world says um, the word says you can't serve two masters because you'll either love one." Or despise the other. Stop false teaching. Because you don't know. Who you will stumble off. Your falseness. Now mind you. You know the the concepts. And the ideologies that I. Preach or teach. Whatever he wants to say. These concepts. Are things that have been. Around for ions. For thousands of years. Before there was even a word of God. Or a bible. That they can contribute their lives to. 
So let's just get that straight. Secondly, the ideology or the analogy of serving two masters or serving a master for that matter is an analogy, right? It's a story, it's a metaphor, it's a, it's a figure of speech to symbolize whom you serve and whom you contribute your life to, right? So what it tells you in the Bible, you can't serve God and mammon. You know, you have to serve God or mammon. You can't serve two masters. Is to basically say that you're either going to have the the things of this world to be your master, your carnal desires to be your master, um, the love for money, the love for greed, the love for lust, all these type of things to be your master, or are you going to have God be your master? Are you going to be a servant, a slave? In one particular um, translation in the Bible, you becoming a slave to God. And that's just not the way that somebody should want to live. You know, <laughs> people don't see it any other way because uh, or they don't see it that way because they believe that because God is the creator of the universe and that he's the most high, that you should want to contribute your life to this deity. Right. But if we look in other different ideologies, and we're going to get back to the comment that was given to me. But if we look at other mythologies, Zeus being the, the chief god um, of the Greek pantheon. Elo, you know, if we look at El in the Mesopotamian mythology, if we, if we just look at certain deities, Amun-Ra, and so on and so forth, in these pantheons of different mythologies, Odin. These gods were considered the most high, right? These gods were considered the chief god of their particular stories. And there was always going to be somebody to rebel against the gods because the gods, Odin, El, Amun-Ra, even the Demiurge with Yahweh, most of these gods did not serve a, a good intention for the masses or for humanity. And so you're always going to have a Prometheus or a Lucifer or a rebel or an adversary or a Satan to rebel and to be in opposition against the system, in opposition against tyranny. You know, uh, uh, this particular deity that has to tell humanity and everybody to be subservient to their say-so. So even when dealing with the analogy of there being a Most High, does that really make them a good God? You know, if you really study the book of Genesis and the way that Yahweh treated Adam and Eve, the way that Yahweh treated the people who built the Tower of Babel, the way that Yahweh treated the people during the days of Noah, the way that Yahweh treated the Israelites in Egypt, going into the wilderness, going to Mount Sinai, did, did, is this deity, is this entity Yahweh really somebody that you want to serve? See, it's, it's all a little sugared up a little bit. You know, you get to Christianity. Jesus loves you and he died for you. And if you just give your life to Christ and he'll wash away all your sins and you're going to have a first first class ticket to heaven. And that's just not the case. <laughs> In your Bible, it says that God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. The, the same desires and, 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 the same, and the same thing that or, or the same feels and emotions that God had 
in the Old Testament is it's the same in the New Testament if you're going by that narrative. And that even even those for some reason, some way, somehow that Christ took upon all the wrath of God. Right. For you took upon all the sin for you. That some way, somehow Christ is still going to come back and unleash that same wrath that he so-called died for on the cross. How does that work? That don't make sense. <laughs> but we'll deal with the story of Christ dying for another time for another day. Because there's many different layers and many different stories behind that. But dealing with. Back to what this man was saying. I told him that. The, the point isn't to serve anyone. The point is to become your own master. He responds and says. That's the thing my brother. If you become your own master. Then you will automatically fall into the devil's hands. My guy. That's the point. You don't get so you have to think about what you say because you can get you can oh excuse me <laughs> you could come across and let me let me let me start over so you have to think about what you say because you can come across weak-minded people that would fall because of your false information so i challenged him right didn't get an answer back but i said and who said that being in control of your life and not contributing to one religion can automatically lead somebody to serving an entity that you never seen or heard from before? And I didn't get a response back. But really, let's let's ask that question, right? Because somehow there's this false dichotomy that you either have to serve God or you have to serve the devil. And that the devil will use different and this is what we we learned in church that the devil would use different disguises as a way of you thinking that you're not serving him right the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled is is the trick that he didn't exist all this type of stuff right it's to make the, the world believe that he didn't didn't exist but the devil isn't a real entity he's not even a real entity in the bible if you really study your bible the adversary, the, op, the 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 one who who opposes, the one that it talks about in the book of Job, this Satan figure, right? The adversary. Satan is not a name for an entity. It is a it is a term. It is a, a phrase. It is describing somebody. The the role, the position that they play. And in many different references, it can be argued that this adversary that you see in the Bible is an angel of God, right? He works for God. And in some cases, he's called Samael, right? The poison of God, Samael. So we can get it. We can get into that another time for another day. But the entity that you see with the pitchfork, the red skin and the horns is not the devil, it's Eshu. <laughs> this is an African entity. Anytime that you see uh, a devilish figure with a with a tail, red skin, horns, a pitchfork, this is Shiva. This is Eshu. If you if you look at the different archetypes of Eshu, there's one particular archetype of Eshu where he's a he's a red devilish looking being. With horns, red skin, a pitchfork, and a tail. And they literally took our face. They took the cover of our spirituality and demonized it. 
demonized it in the aspect of us looking at it in a negative way to to turn away from our hidden potential our power so that we can contribute our life and our energy and our power into their story into their his story so with all that being said now we come to a conclusion that the god that you serve may not work for your best intentions the god that you serve may in fact be the devil and the one that you call the devil may in fact be god think about it because if you really study your bible it's either you serve god or be punished <laughs> there's even a book there's, there's a passage in the book of chronicles and I don't know if I have it up in my notes, but it's in Second Chronicles. And shout out to my boy Black Atheist Rance. Um, he put me on to this particular scripture. But there's a particular passage in the Bible where it specifically talks about that those who don't worship the Lord God should be put to death. Second Chronicles chapter Yeah, Second Chronicles chapter fifteen, verse thirteen. All those who would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, were put to death, whether small or great, man or woman. I mean this is a this is the God that you serve. This is the God of the Israelites. That those who did not seek the Lord God of Israel, those who those who did not worship the God of Israel, those who had a different way of living who called God by a different name were put to death small or great man or woman it didn't matter who you were that's what it said <laughs> this is the God that a lot of people like to boast about God is good all the time and all the time you are good all this type of stuff <laughs> I searched all over Couldn't find nobody I looked high and low Still couldn't find nobody Nobody greater dun, 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 dun. Nobody greater Nobody greater than you Nobody can heal me Like you can You are the only one You are the great I am all that type of stuff. <laughs> I heard it all. I heard all the all the songs, right? As long as I got King Jesus, everything. Come on in the room. All this type of stuff. Is is ridiculous that people are serving this God. I mean, you you look continuously throughout the Book of Judges. You, you continuously look out uh, throughout the book of, of Numbers, Joshua, Exodus. This, this, this Yahweh figure, I mean, he's giving Zeus competition. <laughs> he's giving people like Zeus competition concerning how, how malicious this man is. I mean, he killed off all of humanity. Regretted that he ever made humanity killed off all of humanity because he couldn't get his children in check because his children wanted to go off and, and breed with humanity 
and teach them the ways of, of hidden knowledge and information. Right, which was astrology, teaching them how to build swords and teaching them how to 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 build and stuff like that. This upset God. It's kind of like when Prometheus stole fire from heaven. This upset Zeus. And so this is in the same manner. So when we're living this world, when we're living in this world this, and we're walking this hero's journey, who do we serve? You know, I think people have to really step outside of their religious scope and understand who who and what it is that they're truly serving and who benefits from it. Because you really, you really got to think about this, that the religion that most black people contribute their life to did not come from them. Yeah, we can try and say that Christianity originated in Egypt and originated in Africa and that the first Christians were Ethiopians and all this other hoopla. But that's not the way that you serve God. You don't you don't contribute your life to the same traditions as those Ethiopians. You don't contribute your life to the same way that the original Christians, the Korostans, the Korostians. You don't contribute your life to the same manner in the same way that they live their life. You contribute and serve God like a Negro. Like they want you to serve God. You you serve God. You serve their God to such a point where you don't even call God by his name. You call him God. God is not even his name. <laughs> God is referring to what he may be. He's a God. But God can't be his name. And yet they got you, they got you calling God, God. You know, every God that you know has a name. And yet they got you calling him God. You serve God like a Negro. You know, Jesus name isn't even Jesus. <laughs> you really you, you, like you even got to go all the way back. There was no J-I-E-O-U. White, right? And, and, and sometimes why? These vowels that we use. So you really got to go all the way back because Jesus name wasn't even Jesus. Jesus' name comes from Greek. And as we know, Jesus was Hebrew. So, is there power in the name Jesus? Or do we place our power in the name Jesus? Think about it. Who, who holds the true power? Before you even knew about Jesus, who, who held the true power? Before... European missionaries stepped on the on the lands of Africa. Who held the true power? If we're just dealing with Christianity originating in Egypt, Egypt is only 5% of Africa. Who was everybody serving before colonialism? Before the Arabs invaded, before Islam came, before Christianity came. Who did everybody serve? Who did everybody serve? So you really got to look at, at these things in different perspectives. When it comes to us as, as black people, we have to tap back into our true spirituality, which is knowing thyself. It's not about serving a God or serving a devil. It's about reaching your highest and greatest potential by tapping into your higher self, by aligning your higher self and your lower self together. 
It's not about you serving God or worshiping the devil or going to heaven or hell. These these things are mytho they're mythological for one, but these things are analogies, they're allegories to reflect who you truly are. Heaven and hell are just conditions of the mind. Heaven and hell also represents mind and body. As above, so below. That will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All power has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That's what Jesus said when he resurrected. When he became a new creature, when he had a new form of consciousness, he had power over his over his carnal self, over his beast, and also over his mind, and also over his, his higher self. He tapped into his higher self, and, and while getting rid of the, the old man, or his old ways, or the old way of thinking, he became a new. That's what he told Nicodemus, that no man can enter into the kingdom unless he be born again. Right? And this new birth, this new way of being born again happens through a form of baptism. It's not a physical baptism. It talks about a baptism that comes with fire. What happens to the what happens to the people that don't don't contribute their life to Christ or, or that don't they don't live a, a holy life? They get cast into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is not for you to be condemned and full of guilt and destroyed. This is a a a baptism. This is a bath or a shower of rebirth. This is the, the Greek analogy of coming out of the ashes like a phoenix. So this is why I say, whose world is this? The world is yours. The only person who's holding you back from your true potential and your greatest potential is you. The only person who's holding you back from your body goals that you want to reach and getting that six pack and losing those those whole set of pounds is you. The only person who's holding you back from your dreams is you. The only person who's holding you back from getting the type of money that you want is you. You have to figure out what you have to do in order to get to where you want to go. You have to set out a plan to be disciplined and for you to set out a plan to do what you want to do in this world. Otherwise, you're going to stay stagnant. Now, you're going to blame everybody else, the devil. Oh, I can't do this because because uh, 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 of where I live. Or I can't do this because uh, 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 this person and that person. And, well, it's not really set up the way I want to right now. Work with what you got. You have a purpose on this world. You have a purpose in this world. You have a purpose on this earth. You have a will. Thy will be done. Your will has to be done. Do what thou will. That's, that, that should be your motto. Do what thou will. Fulfill the purpose at hand. Fulfill the purpose that you was put on this earth to do. So with all of that being said, this world is a game. It's a ballroom. <laughs> a lot of these things, this matrix, they, they seem very realistic to us. You know, losing money, gaining money, losing people in this world, death, rebirth, you know, sex, marriage. All these things seem real to us. Being sick, being healthy, being joyful, being sad. A lot of these things we need to detach from. And tap into our inner self. Buddha said that the number one thing that caused suffering is attachment. And we all have attachments. Whether we, whether it's our game. Whether it's our job. Whether it's what makes us money. Whether it's family members. And that's not to say we should disregard them. 
But to be attached is a whole different playing field. You know? So within this world, you don't have to contribute yourself to a Christian God, a Jewish God, an Islamic God, a Mesopotamian God, a Kemetic God, an Orisha, <laughs> voodoo gods. You don't have to contribute yourself to an African God, an Asian God. You have to contribute yourself. You have to contribute to yourself. That's the only God that you need to contribute your life to is I am. I am that I am. That's the only God you need to contribute your life to. The God within. You have to understand where all these particular ideologies came from. They came from the God within. There were people outside. There were, there were people ancient thousands and thousands of years ago that created these different analogies and these, di these different ideologies and philosophies that surround Hinduism and Buddhism and Taoism and all these things just reflect the soul all these things are just different curriculums that you can learn about yourself in a different way and manner if you really think about it it's the same thing with school with language arts, reading, science, social studies, math all these, all these things serve a purpose and they have relations to one another whether you believe it or not. But they, they're expressed in a different way and manner for you to tap into a different form and a higher form of intelligence. Right? Because you have to learn how to add and subtract. You have to learn how to read in a certain way and manner. You have to know about certain literature so that you can develop more. Develop your character. Develop the way that you see the, uh, the world and, and the way that this world works. The same thing applies with spirituality. You have to study Taoism and Buddhism and Hinduism and Satanism and Luciferianism and, and Christianity and Islam and Judaism. We're not saying that you have to subscribe to these religions in order for you to understand it. But you have to understand it and study it and apply certain principles within these things to, to an extent to where you can tap into your higher self. Nobody said that you have to be a Christian to understand Christianity or be a Muslim to understand Islam. But you have to contribute yourself to knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And so that must be applied through practicing omniism. Omniism is where you can utilize different aspects of spiritual systems and you can have a respect for all different forms of religious and, and spiritual systems and apply certain principles to your to your life. You can see different perspectives of certain religious systems to your life and you can apply those those certain things to your life to become the best version of yourself. That is omniism. Omniism isn't a religion, it's a perspective. It's a point of view. So there, there are no rules. There's no you have to be omnius and do this. You have to be omnius and do that. You have to be omnius and and be vegan. You have to be omnius and 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 pray ten times a day. <laughs> Omniism is where you can learn from everybody and still be content within yourself. So with all of that being said, in conclusion, the world is yours this world is a ball game and you are supposed to be the observer and the one who plays the game well
So man cannot serve two masters. He must become his own. You must you must tap into the God within yourself. It even tells you in the Gnostic Gospels, that which is within you will save you. The Son of Man is not in the sky, is not under the ground. He's not to come. The Son of Man, the soul of man, the Savior is within you. The temple of God is not made by man's hands. The temple of God is you. And God dwells within the temple. It's telling you in your face that you're God. You don't have to contribute your, your life to a, uh, a Ten Commandments. Though it's good. Though there might be some things that you can learn from the Ten Commandments. You can learn from the Bible. You can learn from the Quran. You can learn from the Kabbalah. That doesn't mean you should contribute your life to those things. But you can learn certain aspects from different ideologies and be a better person. You know, for an example, uh, the the book of the book of Corinthians. You know, Paul tells the the Christians in the in the land of Corinth, you know, to abstain from fornication. You ain't gotta abstain from fornication, but that don't mean you gotta you gotta fuck everybody. <laughs> you know, Paul also tells you know the disciples, uh, or he tells the, the the Christians, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's something you can apply to yourself. All of this, when we're dealing with truth, truth is perspective. Truth, you know, we always say that truth is very objective and in a way it is. But in actuality, truth is just perception. It's how you see it. Because what's truth for me might be truth differently for you. How I might see God might be a might be different from how you see God but does that mean that either one of us is wrong no not at all because there's different there's different layers to consciousness see when I was a Christian I was on a different layer I was in a different realm of consciousness so truth to a Christian might be God is good all the time and I have to pray to God and count on God to live my best life and some people live their best life living that way, thinking that way. That's fine. But I'm on a different realm. I'm on a different layer of consciousness. I believe that God is within me. I believe that I am God. I am the walking manifestation of supreme consciousness. That what you see in the book of John, the world was the, the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. Logos. We are walking manifestations. We are walking manifestations of the supreme consciousness of this world. So once you get a hold of that understanding, you can tap into the hidden potential that you didn't know that you had, that you think that God blessed you with, and you can understand that you was born with with certain gifts to use to utilize in this world. Instead of you thinking the Holy Spirit is working and acting and on and all this type of stuff, you can understand that. That, that true power that you have is within you. But that's all I got to say. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. Hopefully you got something out of this. Make sure you share this podcast with other people. If you feel like this will be very inspirational and motivational and informative to them as well. Don't forget to 
um, turn on your notifications. If you're a first time listener, follow me on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and make sure that you listen or that you, uh, hit the, uh, conclusion or whatever you call the, the question thing, the question and answer thing below if you're on Spotify. So until next time, I'm Tyrone and I am